Welcome to Ruling Sports, a podcast giving you a playbook for life. I'm your host, Alicia Jessup. Join me as I interview athletes, leaders, and innovators to uncover their game plans for success and give you insights to rule your life. Let the play clock begin. Do you ever think about what's going through a boxer's mind as they enter the ring? I'm always curious about what they're thinking about. Boxing is one of the most physical sports in modern times. Athletes put their bodies on the line and risk immense pain for victory. What's going on in their inner dialogue as they enter that space? Today's guest is someone who knows. Gabriel Murataya Jr., is a professional boxer who is competing in overtime boxing, also known as OTX. Boxing as a featherweight, Gabriel enters the competition with an undefeated record. In this episode, Gabriel takes us into a boxer's mind, telling us what goes through his as he enters the ring and where he sources the confidence to fight. Despite his professional success, His first go at the sport was pretty tough. He tells us, though, what drove him back to the boxing gym and why he's stuck with the sport since the tender age of nine. We talk about what's more important to a boxer's success, their physical or mental prowess. Calling boxing a lonely sport, Gabriel gives listeners great advice on how to stay motivated when the only thing holding you accountable is yourself. Gabriel's brother, Raymond, is also a successful boxer. Gabriel tells us how they manage their relationship while competing in the same sport. We also hear about the lesson he has learned from his current trainer, the famed champion boxer Robert Garcia, who has trained numerous champions, including Victor Ortiz. One thing unique about OTX is that it seeks to bring fans closer to fighters than ever before by telling stories from outside the ring. Gabriel definitely has a story to tell because not only is he an undefeated professional boxer, but a preschool teacher. Gabriel tells us how he flips from classroom mode into fighter mode and what it's like living what he calls a double life. If you haven't heard of Gabriel before this episode, I promise you, by the time it's over, you are going to want to follow his career. He is such a joyful, positive person, and I know you're going to love hearing his story. So now, join me in welcoming Gabriel Murataya Jr. to the Ruling Sports Podcast. Gabriel, welcome to the Ruling Sports Podcast. I'm so excited to talk about your incredible journey as a fighter and what's next for you in overtime. Thank you for having me. And I'm just super excited for this overtime event. What goal, quote, or mindset has guided your life? Honestly, just my family. They, I see them, how much they have truly worked hard for us and they never gave up. So my my goal is definitely not to give up. And my, my new goal is for my, my baby daughter. She's eight months and everything is for her now. What's her name? Eliana. Beautiful. Yeah, I feel like becoming a parent kind of changes everything with your priorities. Oh, yeah, definitely. So tell us a little bit about your family. We know that you're a dad. Who else did you grow up with? My mom and dad have been together for 
almost like 35 years and just their constant love and support, you know, really just drive us. And I have two little sisters and my brother, Raymond Murataya, who's also a professional fighter. And where did you grow up? We, we mostly grew up in Fontana, California. So you have this great family, loving mom and dad, brother, two sisters. How did you get into boxing? I believe my dad just, he always seen me and my brother just always fighting each other. And he, he would have, I know stories, he would have little boxing bags in the house. Nothing too serious, just us with the gloves. And once we came to Fontana, I believe I, I believe I was um, nine years old. He seen a Fontana boxing club, and he's like, "You know what? Let me let me join my kids there." You know, we we joined there, and me and my brother both got beat up our first sparring, and I started crying like crazy. And then the the week after that, I don't know, we just got motivation, and we kept training. And then we sparred the same people and we started beating them up. So ever since then, we just never stopped. Was your dad a boxer or a fighter? He did amateur for quite a bit, but never went professional or anything. He just loved he just loved the sport he did. And he kind of has been your trainer most of your life. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And so oh, from, yeah. from what I've read and what I've heard, we'll get to who you're training with now. Um, which yeah. is Robert Garcia, a famed boxing coach. Robert Garcia has said that your dad really knows boxing. Is that safe to say? Oh, definitely. We've had um, kids, because we have a home gym in our backyard. We've had kids come in our backyard. They asked my dad to train them. And my dad has made them a whole, totally, completely fighter. Yeah, just within a few months. So definitely my dad knows boxing. Me and my brother do have a gift, but it's also from my dad. Okay, so you're nine years old, you and your brother had kind of been fighting at home. Dad is like, you know, let, let, let's turn this into something a little bit more productive. You said that you and your brother got beat up that first time. Now, listen, a, a lot of kids play soccer. I know a lot of little kids who play soccer, and they don't like running and they never go back again. Why did you go back after you got beat up the first time? I, I honestly think I just, I did not like the feeling. I did not like the feeling of getting beat up, of losing. And we got kind of our revenge, you know? But it was a it was a good revenge because after that, we started seeing that, oh, we might actually have like some kind of skill, you know? Because I remember the coach was like, wow, you guys literally have only been training for this long and already doing very well with this this kid who was already very active in boxing winning tournaments and we started doing good with him so yeah that just I think it was just the the feeling of getting beat up and losing and I and I'm still like that to this day I do not like losing it's good that you don't like losing because you're undefeated right so that's your <laughs> that passion and that drive is carrying through now into your professional career most of us are never going to come into a boxing ring. So tell us a little bit, as you're making the way to the ring, what's going through your head? Or, or does your head go blank? What's going on in your thoughts? That is an amazing question. I, I remember uh, my first professional fights, they were in TJ. And I don't know, I didn't get too nervous. But once I fought on TV my first time and walking into that ring, I've never been so nervous in my life. And it's not really a, a, a scared nervous, like I'm scared to fight. It's more of a, I don't want to make a mistake. I know my family is watching. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to upset myself. That kind of nervous. But then the other side is I'm so confident. I try to be the humblest person, but in my when I'm fighting in the ring, I am so cocky in my mind. 
I go in a hundred percent knowing I'm going to win. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange having that nervous feeling, but also being so confident. So when you say that your first fights were in TJ, is that Tijuana or what's TJ? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tijuana. And so you're talking about this confidence. Where do you think that confidence comes from? Just, I believe our background, we've did very well in amateur, won, won many of belts and tournaments, desert showdown, ringside, title, um, you name it, we've been there. Yeah, we have a lot of belts, so we definitely have a skill. And coming into the pros, it is definitely harder, but we definitely have made a name for ourselves. And just always being confident as amateur, I believe, it just got brought up to the pros. So you're, you're kind of looking at your past performance as you're coming into that ring. You're like, look, I, I, I've done this before. I know I can do it again. Is that safe to say? Exactly. Do you think about your win streak as you're coming into the ring? How do you not let being undefeated overtake your mind and maybe get too cocky? Mm-hmm. To be honest, getting in that ring, I've never thought about my record. I get in that ring and I, I look at my opponent and I'm just ready to get the win. Do you want exclusive insights from your favorite athletes, sport industry leaders, and innovators delivered straight to your inbox? Subscribe today to the Ruling Sports Newsletter. The Ruling Sports Newsletter cuts the mystery out of success by bringing you leadership tools, entrepreneurial strategies, business insights, and wellness tips straight from some of the world's most positively impactful people. So go to rulingsports.com today and subscribe for free. You mentioned a little bit earlier that early on when you began training, someone said that you and your brother had talent, you had a gift. What does it take to be a fighter? Is it athleticism? Is it a mindset? Is it a personality? Is it a little bit of all? What does it take? It is a little bit of all, but most definitely being able to get punched. I, I do training with, um, with children as of right now, with boxing, and I see that a lot of them love it, but once it gets to light sparring or anything, we have had a lot of kids quit the first day. So it, it does take just being able to get punched, honestly. This might be a dumb question, but what does it take to be willing to get punched? Like, how do you get your head there? I, I honestly think for me, my answer is having a sibling, just <laughs> already being used to it, already fighting. And that's, that's really my only answer. I, I, I really can't give another answer as to how to get, you know, <laughs> get used to a punch. But I, it is hard. It is super hard, especially for the, for the single children out there who don't have a sibling, who don't have anybody to beat up. I, it's definitely is hard. Yeah, this would be an interesting study. Someone needs to do some research about how many of the world's best fighters are only children. And it's funny that you say that I'm an only child and you're talking and I'm like, I could never do this. Like zero chance, never going to happen. I moved from Colorado to California for law school and my best friend rode in the car with me and somewhere in Nevada, I'm driving the car and she just punches me in my arm. And I'm like, what is, what is wrong with you? And she's like, 
it just dawned on me. You've never faced any challenges in life, which is a total lie. But to her view, (laughs) she said, you've never faced any challenges in life. You've never had a sibling. Nobody's picked on you. So I'm going to harass you for the rest of this drive so you can be ready for California. So yeah, I, I think everything you're saying is exactly (laughs) right. Okay. What does your training regimen look like? Oh, as of right now, I am in Robert Boxing Academy in Riverside. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sparring. Super tough sparring in the heat. It is incredibly hot. And then Tuesday, Thursday, we train in our backyard gym, which is also outside and very hot. So that's just five days of nonstop work every day. The same. Always have to eat very healthy. It's literally just salmon and chicken and veggies. I eat a lot of salmon, so I, I could probably do that part, but I, I don't want to get punched. Tell, tell the story <laughs> about how your dad got the ring in the backyard. Uh, a gym was closing down and they offered my dad a ring, but it was all beat up, all disassembled, literally just metal pieces. Like If you would look at it, it looks like trash, just metal everywhere. But my dad, uh, he is a fixer-upper. He, that's one thing he he has taught me in life, being able to fix certain things in the house and everything. So he got it, and we've all helped as a family. He got my sisters, my mom, uh, my brother. We're all in the backyard just building this ring up. It took a few months, but we got it all set up. We have a tarp over it now, and we have it is is super legit. I love it. That's cool. Do your sisters fight? They did in the beginning. That's our number one thing. We we believe every everybody should should learn self defense. Mm-hmm. So we definitely got our sisters to to learn a little bit. But once they got a little older, they started not liking like the sparring and all that, which I understand. Okay, so your your brother Ray, um, are you older or younger than Ray? I am older, three years older than my brother. Three years older. Okay, yeah. he, he's also a top boxer. How do you manage that relationship when you're both competing in the sport? Because it seems like you come from a really tight, close, loving family. How do you manage egos and both of you competing in this space? Just like we've always have since amateur days, since our young days, we've always worked out together. It's, it became, it's become such a norm. The only thing that has switched up is once a like, Back in the day when I was sparring days, I would I was bigger, so I would have to go light on him. And now that he's bigger, <laughs> our sparring days are quite the opposite. I have to tell him to go a little light. <laughs> but yeah, the egos definitely no egos. I know a hundred percent he can beat me up. Okay, but we never we never take it to that level. I we we definitely as siblings respect each other, and we've never gotten to that point. But that's good. I, I hope you never get to that point. And. <laughs> it's probably cool because you can help each other right you're both oh yeah oh that's that's I always tell everybody I've had some tough sparrings but sparring my brother even though we don't go hard Mm -hmm. it's still the toughest sparring I've ever had just the skill level yeah wow I I I hate sparring them (laughs) (laughs) understandable (laughs) like I I don't blame you (laughs) <laughs> You're joining Overtime Boxing. Tell us how that came about. Thank you to Robert Garcia. He got that in the works and he offered me that a fight with Overtime and I jumped on it. I knew Overtime is amazing and especially being on the zone. I know I just needed a platform to tell my story. And, and you do have an incredible story, which we're obviously sharing right now. But something that I love about your story is 
you're a preschool teacher. So we've been talking about this mentality, this confidence, the willingness to get punched. Your day job and boxing are pretty darn different. How do you flip the switch into fighter mode? Oh man, I I like I always tell everybody, I don't know if you've seen the the old Disney show Hannah Montana, where she has two different <laughs> lives. I really feel like the the male version of that. Um, I've always loved children and being a preschool teacher, it, it's been an honor and I and I love it so much. I have just so much patience patience with um children and i just flipped the switch without even trying i just in the morning i'm a a loving teacher <laughs> you would never you would never believe i fight or do a sport such as boxing and once it once i'm out of work get some rest training mode do the kids know that you're a boxer no they're they are uh too young i, I have four-year-olds and yeah three-year-olds and four-year-olds so definitely they are too young. Do their parents know? No. Oh, wow. Don't, don't you think they're, some of them are going to find out, especially with- the You know what? <laughs> yes. Um, some of them have found out through my past fights and it was all positivity. They were very wow. happy for me. Yeah. At, at first I was scared. I thought they were going to judge me. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I always thought I would be judged being a, a fighter and also teaching their children. But no, it was very positive and I loved it. And that just gave me more motivation. That's cool. I, I love it. It's kind of like a yin and a yang. And I, I think it's nice that you get to come into that space that's cheerful, glittery unicorns and then go do your sport. That That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite opposite. I, I get amazed sometimes. Like, I, I don't know how I do it. It's just I don't think about it. I just do it. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the show. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Ruling Sports on iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service. It goes a long way to growing the show. Thank you for your support. What do you think is more important, and maybe both of them are important, but what's more important to a boxer's success, their mental game or their physical game? Definitely mental. Physical, of course, you have to be physical in the sport, but for me, it's definitely mental. Like if I if I wasn't in the right headspace, I know it'll be very dangerous in boxing. Boxing is a is a lonely sport, so yeah, I believe definitely mental. Tell us what you mean by that. Boxing is a lonely sport. You you're doing a lot of stuff alone. Mm -hmm. You're in that ring with an opponent. You don't have a team really with you even though Robert Garcia we do have a team but you're still doing everything solo you know it's not like a football or soccer where your teammate has to do this in order for you to win like boxing is just you have to do what you have to do to win and yeah it just it gets lonely at times just running training thank god I have a sibling that sometimes our schedules are different but sometimes we do have the chance to do trainings together. So that is, that is definitely a blessing. I, I appreciate that focus on loneliness because I, I think a lot of people experience that not just as athletes. I'm a professor as my day job and that job can get lonely too, because to your point, you don't have a team. It's, it's you doing the research, doing the work. How do you stay motivated when really the only thing holding you accountable is yourself? 
my motivation is like I said before, just my family. And honestly, my my record, you know, knowing that I'm undefeated, it's for a reason. And I'm gonna keep pursuing this until I become a champion. Mm -hmm. I know I, I I would give the the devil's advocate of if my record was not as good, I, it would definitely be less motivating if hmm. I keep on losing and losing, you know? So I think definitely it has to do with being undefeated. Oh, that's so interesting because like you think the person that should be more motivated is the person who is losing. But I, I think you're right. Like when you get to a certain point of excellence, you don't want to fall from that ledge. And so you want to keep going to stay great. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you have any mindfulness techniques that you use? Like, for instance, do you meditate? Is there an affirmation you say through your head? Something that you can give the listeners that might help them? I try to be as positive as ever. As for, like, my old jobs, everyone has always said, like, you always have a smile on your face. Like, what are you so happy about? And I, I'm just very, very happy. I try to be even at the most negative times. I try to look at the one little positive and that's enough for me to start thinking positively. That's cool. And, and for people who are listening to this and can't see Gabriel, hopefully you can hear the smile come through. If you're watching on video, you can see it. And it's been fun emailing back and forth with him to get this show scheduled. You, you can tell that you are definitely a happy guy. So as you've mentioned a few times, you are training with a very well-recognized boxer turned coach, Robert Garcia. How long have you been training with him? I believe three or four years already. Has he taught you any lesson that really sticks with you? Yeah, he taught me discipline. This sport is 100% discipline. And even though knowing that going into Robert Garcia's gym, it is a, a whole new level, especially with all the great fighters there, you have to, you have to be 100% determined or you get beat up there. Mm. I know my, my first day there joining them, my first sparring, I, it was tough. And I told my dad, man, now that we keep coming, I have to stay ready. He, Robert's definitely um, taught us discipline and being humble. He, Robert is the most humble guy I know, being that the great coach he is and fighter. He's always been so humble and, and, genu and genuine to us. One thing that I've noticed about some of the greatest, most successful people I've met is they are the most humble. I, I'm good friends with a Hall of Fame football player named Troy Polamalu, and Troy is one of the most humble dudes you would ever meet, but tore it up on the NFL field. So that that's really cool. All right. If there was one boxer alive or dead, okay, if they're dead, we're going to bring them back to life. I don't know how we're going to do that, that you'd love to get into the ring with, who who would it be? Uh, definitely not my weight, but my favorite boxer is Roy Jones Jr. Cool. And I would definitely, I would definitely love that. He would, he, he super fast. I haven't, haven't, uh, sparred or fought anybody faster than me. So mm -hmm. I know he's a little faster than me. So that would have been amazing. Who's going to win? Uh, if we're the same weight, oh, uh, definitely me. Cool. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> what are you the most excited about for overtime boxing? You talked about getting your story out. What else are you looking forward to there? Uh, just the experience. I know that it's it's new and I'm going to be on the first uh, event. Mm -hmm. So that's just exciting. Just being the first first time that this is going to go out in the world. That's exciting. It's tough right there. Being on the zone televised is another um, exciting part of this over time. That's awesome. How can people keep up with you? Um, on, I have an Instagram, uh, Mr. Gabe dot one, two, three. 
Thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation and you, you really are a joyful person. So it, it's cool seeing the success that you've had in boxing and in your teaching career. I wish you the best with your family and this new journey with Overtime and beyond. We're excited to keep up with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this interview and likewise, stay blessed. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you gained wisdom that will help you rule your life. Let's stay connected on social media. We're at Ruling Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Sign up for our weekly newsletter at rulingsports.com and email me your thoughts about the show at alicia at rulingsports.com. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate, and review the show and join us next time.